Welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. Today, we talk to Grant Farley once again. We recap the national title game where Bama dominated Ohio State. We also talk about, do we think Bama is the best team we have seen ever in college football, even better than the LSU team of the previous year? Does this game change anything with the NFL draft? And should we change the playoff format and much more with our man Grant Farley? But before we get into our discussion with Grant, we are brought to you by, that's right, Pod Talk. You have to download Pod Talk. I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. Go download it today in the App Store. It's got the best interface to listen to podcasts. I use it myself. There's no better way to listen to podcasts than using Pod Talk. Join our podcast discussion group. Join the CarterCast group discussion. Check out much more. Check out every podcast you listen to. It's all on there. Today in the App Store, Pod Talk. Go check it out. Now, our interview with Grant. All right, we now welcome on Grant Farley. As you know, he's our college football guy going forward here on the Carter Cast. We are recording this at 12.39 Eastern Time, and that was the longest football game of our lives. Alabama's crowned national champions once again. Uh, Overall recap, Grant. I mean, is anybody surprised at this point? I mean, none of us should be surprised here. It's exactly what we thought, you know, talking before. And and even then, like, just the way they they blew them out, like, they made them look like every other team. It was just crazy because it's literally, you know, a college football championship game. But, man, I don't think there's many surprises. It's just it's so dominant, so dominant reaction overall. Just what a team, man, what a team. Is this the best college football team we've ever seen? Are they better than LSU? Last, last year's LSU team is, in my opinion, the best team we've ever seen. Were they better than that team? See, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I think I would have loved to have seen last year's LSU team versus this year's Bama team, especially with Devontae Smith and then, you know, Justin Jefferson going at it. Like, pff, man, that would have been such a fun thing to see. Um, I, I just feel like they both would have hit, like, 50-plus. 40 plus for sure. Both teams would have hit 40 plus, I think, in that game. So, but I think, I don't know. I think you give the edge to the quarterback, which I think would be Joe Burrow in this case, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think I'd take the LSU team if, if I had yeah, to pick I think it I between would the two. Just I, from the quarterback, I, I think I would. Exactly. Just straight from that. But on top of that, like the entire offense was drafted. So it was, you know, a ton of NFL talent on LSU's team, of course, on Bama's team as well. But man, it, it, I mean, what a, what a, what a game that would have been, right? That would have been mm-hmm. such a fun game to watch. All right, so let's go back to our previous episode. We were pretending that it was going to be an Alabama-Clemson playoff national championship game like everybody else. Uh, I'd like to apologize for how wrong I was on that one. I said Clemson was going <laughs> to smoke Ohio State. Uh, I was 100% wrong on that one. I mean, isn't I think it's just impressive Ohio State made this game, right? Yeah, yeah, I do think it is impressive. I mean, really, looking back on the whole season now, that was their best game, and it wasn't even close, right? So, you know, props to, to Ohio State for showing up in the big stage, at least in the semifinals, and, you know, completely dominating from start to Because it was a dom- – they completely dominated Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were both for sure wrong. On my end, I was like, ah, I could see it being a close game, but Clemson pulls it out. I mean, none of us expected a blowout. They just completely manhandled. But it was like what Kirk Herbstreit was saying on the broadcast today, I completely agreed with. 
it was the line of scrimmage. Like, offensively mm-hmm. and defensively, they completely dominated Clemson, which I did not expect to happen at all. Very impressive. Yeah. So, now, with Justin Fields not being 100% in this game and Trey Sermon going out on the first play of the game, does that make any difference in, in this? Because I don't think – I think Master Teague played well. He ran for 15 yard, or fifteen carries for 65 yards, two touchdowns, caught one pass for one yard. I think Trey Sermon does make a big difference in this game, but do you think it helps them keep up with Bama at all? No, I think you're probably changing out maybe 10-point difference, if that, and that's probably mm-hmm. generous. I really don't think it would have made that much of a difference. And, I, I mean, really looking back on the Clemson-Ohio State game, kind of you know backpedaling a little bit, it, it's almost like an indictment on the, on the ACC, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you look at everyone, how they performed against each other, and then, of course, in the playoff, like, they were terrible bowl games across the board, every single team. And They didn't we, want a bowl game. Some, Even, like, yeah, the exactly. college playoff teams, like, nobody won a bowl game. And I think the closest one was NC State, <laughs> which that wasn't even really close. They had a garbage touchdown at the end to get the cover at plus two and a half. Exactly. So, like, you know, I, I almost think it's an indictment on the ACC. So, at this point, looking back, we put so much stock into just, you know, basically saying Clemson deserves to be there because they've done it before. They've, you know, they've beaten Bam, all that stuff. Maybe they didn't even deserve to be in there after losing, you know, like those two teams, especially Notre Dame. Like I said, like we put so much stock into each other beating each other, but man, I don't know. Like, obviously at the end of the day, no one was going to beat Bama, so it doesn't really matter. But still, I, I just kind of want to highlight that point. Maybe almost an indictment on the ACC this year that it was not very impressive at all. Because their teams did not perform well in the big in the you know the big stage. Yeah, let's go to this. Let's just give this Alabama team credit. Every single Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Devontae Smith, that first half was something I've, I don't think I've ever seen before. Especially out of Devontae Smith, twelve receptions, two hundred and fifteen yards, and three touchdowns was a BCS slash college football playoff national championship game record. And he didn't even play in the second half hardly. Played what two snaps. Yeah, something like that. And the Heisman curse is real, huh? Heisman <laughs> curse really, really, really haunted Devontae Smith in this game. I mean, first half, literally. I mean, it kind of did. He broke his finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's all good for the uh, you know, NFL and everything. That's my only concern with Devontae Smith. Like, you know, I think he's a first round talent, no question. He's proven that he's an incredible player. There is no question in my mind that he deserves to be, if not like, you know, super super high in the draft at this point but durability wise taking a few of those hits from some of those linebackers coming across the middle right mm-hmm. how how many hits can he possibly take before you know we're not talking about fingers we're talking about like legs or mm-hmm. you know hip or something right just because his frame is a little bit smaller again i'm not saying he's not an nfl talent whatsoever he completely is but durability wise would would you see that as a concern if you were an nfl team drafting him that high yeah he is super scrawny i noticed that during, or i mean noticed that during the season but he gives me Robbie Anderson vibes from the Panthers. And he's like, how is this guy not getting hurt on every single tackle? Like, he takes one big hit, his career might be over, it feels like. Exactly, yeah. I mean, just looking at him, right? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it could be one of those things that's a non-factor for some teams. They just see the talent and it doesn't matter to them. They don't even think about that. But just watching, especially on that play, like I said, it's a pretty – small sized linebacker talking about the league right mm-hmm. he's gonna have hits like that right you're gonna have smaller windows you're gonna have situations where you're getting hit like that and of course it's just a bang bang play hit he his fingers in the wrong place that's not his fault for his frame but what i'm talking about is like more so his like 
lower half, right? I feel mm-hmm. like some of those hits, man, are just going to be brutal. It's, it's hard for anybody to stay healthy in the league. I can't even imagine someone that's just a little bit undersized. So I wonder if that's going to be a factor. Just something I thought about during the game. Of should course, he, watching him, you know. Score should he go over Devontae uh, – sorry, should Devontae Smith go over Jam- uh, Jamar Chase in the draft? That's a great question. Um, I mean, after a game like this, how do you not put a bunch of stock into him like that, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like he earned – he earned that that right again it, then, it, then it comes down to more so like does your game translate to the pros right so you gotta, gotta look at that but man did he did he earn you know some money today for sure playing the way he did i i, I honestly feel like he might have edged himself out there now we'll see when they start to you know perform in the combine all that good stuff but man super i mean one of the greatest performances in any national championship game ever i can't i'm honestly trying to think of a, a better performance especially in a half i don't remember I mean, there's no way he doesn't get 300 yards if he plays in that second half. I mean, Jefferson had had what in the semifinal game? He had like what three or four touchdowns against Oklahoma but in the first half. Let's talk about the national championship game because, like, exactly, exactly. That means way more than some semifinal game. But yeah, it'll be interesting going back to the Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith comparison. Those two guys are going. I'm assuming top six or seven. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see with all these quarterbacks, too. I think Mac Jones built his stock up tonight, too, because he played really well even without Devontae Smith. And with that ailing Jalen Waddle, that was just sad to see. You it was him off sad. the field so bad. It, it was like, dude, it's not worth it, man. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, like, up, it, you're up 28, of, like, chill. Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. It kind of felt like it was just like one of those things where he's just like, I, I'm good to go. And you're like, you're clearly not good to go, man. Like, it's okay. You can you can take a couple plays off or you can take this game off. But obviously he wanted to be in there. Good for him, man. Like, he's obviously going to get drafted super high as well. But, yeah, with the quarterbacks, I wonder, right? I guess it goes down to the need. Like, do, mm-hmm. the Fal- do the Falcons take quarterback? Do they take a wide receiver? Right? Do they even want to spend something that high yeah, on a quarterback? So- because, you know, looking being the NFL myself. So we're recording this Monday right after the national championship game. Urban Meyer is not officially hired yet with the Jaguars, correct? No, I don't think it's official yet at this point. So if he is, Fields is going one, right? If he's the Jaguars coach? If Urban Meyer becomes the Jaguars coach, I think Fields might be going one. No, there's no way. Why would you say that? Ohio State. I mean, yeah, there's always a plug there, but there's no way. If he overlooked Trevor Lawrence, there'd be no forgiveness. I don't think that's possible. I, I, mean, because... I, I think it's a guaranteed 1-2 now. So our boy Zach Wilson has avoided the death trap of the New York Jets. <laughs> I, I hope I, We've spoken into existence, <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed by <laughs> on our end. Like I said, we basically argue against our own, our own favorite player. Um, yeah, I, I don't think... I'm from getting yeah, drafted in the top two. Um, I think though, there's no way you, you pass over Trevor Lawrence. Like, like honestly, what is this? What is his floor? Like Matthew Stafford is like his floor, right? Like that's what people expect. Oh his God. floor. I mean, it's he's like the best Stafford. prospect since Peyton Manning, right? I, exactly. So like, if you have a floor, like we're like, Oh, like, you know, if you is only, he's only going to be like a Matthew Stafford in the league for like 10 years. Like you can't not draft that. Right. Cause that's the floor. The ceiling is super high as well, obviously. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that Fields isn't going to be the better quarterback in the pros. I'm not saying any of that. But, like, you just can't go away from, like, a floor that high. Like, there's no way. There's no way that they'd let him do that. 
So Jacksonville is the number one pick. Jacksonville and New York Jets are going to go quarterback, quarterback, we're assuming. The Houston Texans have the third pick, but the Dolphins own that pick. Mm-hmm. It is going to be very inter- interesting to see what the Dolphins do, whether they're ready to bounce on Tua. Maybe they take a quarterback. And then your Atlanta Falcons have the fourth pick. Number four, baby. Shout out the Falcons. Dude, I just don't – I don't know if they're going to take a, a quarterback first round. I don't know. I really there, don't. There's an argument that eight teams – or other than Cincinnati – that these eight, nine teams drafting, Jacksonville, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Atlanta, Cincinnati, they won't, Philadelphia, Detroit, Carolina, and Denver, all could go quarterback mm-hmm. if they needed it. I mean, obviously, there's only like four good enough quarterbacks taken in the top ten, but do you see Mac Jones now sneaking in that top ten or Trey Lance? I just – I don't understand. I don't know. So to me, like Mac Jones' stock was pretty much the same to me in this game. Like mm-hmm. watching him perform, I really didn't see like a massive increase in stock from my viewpoint. Right? Again, I'm not an NFL scout or anything, just college advocate. Right? But I don't really see how like he was that. He was very impressive. His throws were solid, but for the most part, we're talking about like bubble screens, um lofted passes just on his back foot like that that stuff's not going to fly in the nfl and plus they were these guys are wide open for bama yeah that's what i'm saying like like sarkeesian like had these guys in the specific spots where he wanted them the mismatches all game long they had um, Devonte smith literally on an island somehow with two blockers all the time in the game like i just don't understand how they were able to have so much motion and confuse the defense that many times during the game and go to the same player over and over again, just left to right, right to left. It was insane. Like, I don't know how they never were able to stop anything at all. Because it wasn't even like they were, like, giving up a little bit. It was every play, basically. They went to Demonte Smith. It was crazy. So, I don't think any real college football fan, other than, like, the the crazy ones that watch everything and watch film all the time, have seen enough of Trey Lance. Uh, I'm guessing with his size, his mobility – He'll end up squeaking in that top 10. Every GM talks themselves into a quarterback just because mm-hmm. they can make that big splash, save their jobs for a couple of years, saying, Hey, we need this quarterback to pan out. So, exactly. That being exactly. said, I don't think Kyle, I think Kyle Trask hurt his stock playing in that bowl game. Definitely. No, so, no question. In fact, I think that's why he sat. I think he said basically at this point, like, I'm sitting, like, there's no way I'm going to continue to play in this game because he yeah. knew at that point it was like, it was done. It could only get worse at that point. And I'm assuming the Lions are going to move on from Matthew Stafford. So we're going to – there's a potential we see four quarterbacks in the top seven. Jeez. I mean, that's crazy, right? So I guess the la- the closest last time we saw that was the Baker, Josh Allen, Darnold, and uh, Josh Rosen draft. Mm-hmm. There's no way so, – who, who doesn't pan out? Let's play devil's advocate here. So let's say the Jets don't take Justin Fields, which, I, again, I'm kind of with you there. I think they do. Let's say he slips to four. I think the Falcons would take him at that point at four, kind of the hometown hero, kid mm-hmm. from Georgia. I think they'd take him. At that point, let's just say they don't take it to – they take him at four. Zach slides, what, to eight or nine to Charlotte? Yeah, we're at eight. Most likely. Would anybody take him before that? No. I don't think so, right? Well, reports coming out this weekend, 
Dwayne Haskins is visiting the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're looking at four. Okay. Tw- we're looking at five and eleven again. So. So they so Charlotte's, Charlotte's found their franchise quarterback then, so they don't need <laughs> they barely don't need the draft pick. So they're, they're looking maybe good. we can get um, Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman in, in the organization. Holy <laughs> dude, yeah, oh, I crap, mean, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, it, at that point, if they legitimately go with Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback, I mean, you know, you're taken for a while. There's no legitimate shot you're gonna have. <laughs> I, I don't being think competitive. Will, but... There's no way. Don't put anything past this organization. I'm sure there'll be like it, it's a backup role. It's got to be. There's no way. I don't but, want him anywhere near this franchise. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I think, like you said, I think it goes one, two, two quarterbacks, and then it could be potentially three quarterbacks in the top four picks, which is wild. I don't think Dolphins move on from Tua unless I've heard something weird happen with like the Texans. It's possible Deshaun Watson might be traded or something. They get the their Dolphins. draft pick back that they traded. <laughs> Yeah, something weird like that. Like I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of odd. So you could trade Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins get Tua or something. I don't know. If you're a Houston not, fan, you got to be Texas. sick right now. Yeah, I mean, you have a new ma- new management, and you're, you're basically from day one. You're losing your franchise quarterback, and you got to cut uh, JJ Watt. He's too expensive. So you're losing like, you know, your entire locker room basically. And then your only hope of an actual competitive football team into Sean Watson from day one. Like, how does that guy, like, there's no way that guy won't take at least three to five years to rebuild the organization. I mean, you're starting from the ground up at that point. Okay. We mentioned about this in our last episode, because we were complaining about how the college football playoff doesn't give teams like BYU or Coastal Carolina any chance unless they schedule an all ACC schedule somehow or something like that. We see the I same think, uh, teams every year. It's the Notre Dames. It's the Bama's. It's the Clemson's. We randomly get an LSU here or there. It's the Oklahoma's. Do we need to change it and why? I mean, clearly something has to change, right? I mean, mm-hmm. change is needed. Uh, before you all go, the talking, I mean, how boring talking this? about that. How boring was this yeah. game, honestly? Like I mean, after you, ha- Yeah, you and me knew this was going to happen from from the first podcast, right? Like we were like, okay, Bama wins. I mean, the joke was literally like, oh, it could be a game in the playoff. But we're, you're like, do you think someone wins? I was like, no, Bama's going to win for sure. Like we 100% knew this. It was this team was destined to win. It it, it felt almost like LSU last year, mm-hmm. but even more so because there really wasn't a competitive like a competitor this year. There was no yeah. real team to even – I mean, nobody legitimately gave Bama a game this year, which is crazy to say. Like, to yeah. say that – Alabama goes 13-0 and and won those games by an average of 29.1 points per game. In an all-SEC schedule to start. Like, that is insane. That is wild to me. Super impressive, top to bottom, that team. Like, kudos to them. But, man, like, it's just so predictable, right? Mm-hmm. The same teams. You can basically pencil in – because the ACC is so down basically year in, year out. Clemson's going to make it out of there 100% a normal year, right? Because Notre Dame is not normally 100% affiliated with the ACC. They do obviously have games with them, but they're not like playing for in the conference championship game against them normally. It's normally like Virginia is like thrown to, like, to the slaughter of Virginia Tech, right? It's just like who wants to get murdered by, you know, Clemson. Same thing will happen in the playoff. It's like 
who wants to be number four and get murdered by Bama, right? It's the same thing. So you almost can pencil in Clemson again. You obviously pencil in at least one to two SEC teams every single year. So Mm -hmm. most likely Bama. And if it's somehow not Bama, it's either Georgia or a random team. That's yeah. like in the SEC that that rose LSU, up LSU, like Auburn, Florida, whatever. Yeah, someone, right? Someone like you know got the best of Bama for one year and then somehow snuck in, right? But even then, it's like the SEC championship game. A lot of times, is like basically like who's going to win the, the title. It's like whoever yeah. wins this game is basically going to win the title. It's like that's basically the national. I mean, this year, Florida. Um, I think Florida gave them the best game out of anybody. They did. It was like a joke right at the end. It was kind of like a comeback fourth quarter type scary moment. Yeah. But Florida, Florida, who got absolutely bulldozed by Oklahoma. Now, again, I know that's a different Florida team. You can talk about not being there, whatever. But man, like nobody gave a game to Bama. So, like, something's got to change, right? All the talking heads of college football are talking about they're needing a change. Joel Clack came out with like a whole uh, playoff format, uh, three different kind of tiers. He did 16, he did. Uh, 14 and then 10, I believe. Um, and so basically like, you know, the ones and twos get like a, a buy. I think in, ten, you know, certain situations. 10's a perfect number. Yeah. One and two get the buys and the other eight. Yeah. I mean, then you're not really adding anything crazy into the year, but like I said, I do think you need to make it a little, you got to push it because the reason why, again, if you don't move the needle enough, like the same thing happens just like what happened when we moved to four, like it didn't push the envelope at all. It was just like, okay, so now we have four teams in there. It's still the same players in the game, but when you mm-hmm. really push the envelope, right. Same format as college. Basketball. I'm not saying it's 100% of proven science, but I think it'd be a much better shot of having realistic spread talent across the, the country. Right. Where mm-hmm. people can stay home because they're like, man, I can stay home and I can still compete for a championship at my hometown university or right yeah. where I've always wanted to go instead of playing like, yeah, I'm going to go and get mine at Bama. You get the right? offer from Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, you have to take it. You have to. At this point, there's no legitimate shot other than those three. Every single, like you're almost guaranteed in your two to four years, however long you play, depending on how good you are, that you are almost guaranteed either a national championship, especially if you're at Bama, or the chance to play for one, which is incredible, right? That you can you can look a coach in the eyes. If you're if you're talking to Saban on a recruiting trip, he can look you in the eyes and say, one hundred percent. If you stay, if you're with me for the four years, you will win an extra title. That is a guarantee. Like yeah. I've never not in a, in a four year class won them a title. That's crazy. Yeah, and like how do you not how do you not like go with that? And I don't understand too because there had to be huge revenue losses this year. This is the time to do it. Next year, exactly. and you play those. Yeah. I say you play. You play those first round games at home stadiums too. You don't need neutral site because so I think if you have to have a team like let's say Wisconsin plays uh, Clemson, you're gonna have to have them travel to Pasadena. No, just play at a hometown. Give the team the edge. Whoever the higher seed was. You make so much more TV money from those games. Those games are going to have outrageous ratings. People are still going to watch college football the same. I don't think their ratings are going to dip for some reason. There's not some Kaepernick thing going on or whatever. So I just don't see the downside with it. People are like, oh, it dilutes the regular season. I'm like, well, the season's kind of diluted itself because all the talent goes to these four teams, and then they can just easily win every year. Well, it's, a, it's, it's like clockwork, right? Like basically the joke was like on Twitter, it's like, 
go ahead and pencil in three teams and then just add a fourth with either Georgia, Oklahoma, or Notre Dame, right? <laughs> like, that's basically where we're at right now. But in saying that, how cool would it have been to see the this Oklahoma team in the in the playoff? Like, this team was legit at the end of the year. It felt like they found their stride. It felt like Spencer Rattler, like, legitimately kind of figured out his niche, like, his, with the role, his role with the team as a freshman. And, man, like, they would – for sure they would have, they would have just absolutely dominated Notre Dame. No question the team would have dominated Notre Dame. They, they probably would have beaten Ohio State at the current state they were playing. I bet you they would have beaten Ohio State. So I bet you they would have been a better game, and they would have for sure run through the playoffs uh, better than most of these teams had, right? Or, or like, see uh, Cincinnati play uh, Oklahoma. Like, how fun would that game have been? It would have been dope. So that's frustrating because, like I said, just because those teams couldn't figure out in the beginning, like, again, those regular seasons should matter. But at the end of the year, they're finding their stride, just like some of these teams, right? Like, I think of uh, a couple of years back with uh, Kemba Walker, the UConn team. Like, they were pretty mm-hmm. terrible in the beginning of the season, right? And then they just had this magical run where they won the Big East, they ran the Big East, and then they ran the entire NCAA March Madness tournament. Had had it been, you know, weighted as like it is today in college football, they never would even have a chance to even sniff the the tournament. Like they would never even close because they had such an average kind of regular season. Yeah, and people always give that stupid argument. They're like, oh, well, the best team didn't win the titles. Like, okay, they didn't win in the big games. What's the difference? Like, it's not like we're making them play eight games in a row. If you're one, if you're the number one team in the country, there's a ten game playoff. You have to win two games, like or what? No, three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. three games. And then on top of that, it's like, oh, the best team didn't win. It's like you're okay, playing the, like, you're playing the two at, worst teams anyway, or the worst team anyways. Well, it's like at that logic. Then look at the recruiting rankings, and like your top four teams is just who should be in the by that logic, right? Like that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. No one does that. No one wants that. That's not a good product on the field. So. Yeah, I feel like something's gonna change. I feel like everyone's saying it except for those that are in the situation that they're in where they love it, right? Because the money's there. They're like I said, they're almost a shoe in every like they don't want anything to change. The the schools that are in every year that have the best chances, they don't want anything to change. Money is staying in the right hands. The you know, the right universities, the right conferences are getting paid, SEC's getting paid every year, Big Ten's getting paid every year. Everyone's happy, right? For the most part. That's why all these rules are shifting right during this year. You saw what what the Big Ten was able to do for Ohio State. Now, I, I think it was smart. I agree with what they did because it would have been dumb to have Ohio State not be in the championship game just out of pride. But, like, the reason why they did it is because of money. At the end of the day, it's their golden child, right? Ohio State is their best team in their conference. They need that team to, to go as far as possible to make them revenue. It just It's all about money. Yeah, and- Adding more teams creates a ton more money, more ad money, more concessions, all that. Because especially by next year, too, we'll have – I'm sure we'll have at least 50%. I think we'll have full stadiums come fall. I agree, yeah. I think the vaccine and stuff will get out. I don't know. I don't know this crap. But I think we'll have at least 50%, if not full crowds, next fall. And it's just just more money. That's all these guys want, really. I mean, the product's going to be the same. If the not only better. problem is the only problem is, is not the money where they know it's going to be. That's the only difference, right? Mm-hmm. It is more money, but is it more money where they want it to be? Because again, if yeah. you're giving more money to G5 conferences, you know, the AAC, like that doesn't help them. That doesn't help the people that are making these decisions. True. They don't want that, right? So it is more money. I because there's no way you could legitimately look at a playoff and be like, oh, it's not going to bring in more revenue. Of course it is. But you know, is it to where they actually want to make the switch? It's just got to be so much money that no matter what it hurts, like, you know, the people that are making the decisions, 
they're like, it's too much money. We can't pass up on this opportunity. So we got to figure out a way where that that's what happens, right? Yeah, and also the scary thing is too, once they expand it to eight or 10, I don't think anybody really wants to see a 32 game playoff or no, something, I think something that's, huge that's like out of that. Control. Like if it got past 16, I think there's a real problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No way a but, team I mean, like NC State should be playing in the college football playoff. No disrespect to NC State fans, but uh, I've watched that team. They're not a top. They're not a college football playoff worthy team. But I think a top, a true top ten team is worthy of competing for a national championship. Yeah, I mean, again, this year, right? This year they're not. And again, Bam, everyone's like, oh, no, yeah, none of these teams, yeah. none of these teams would have beaten Bama. I'm like, yeah, this year, I 100% agree with you. But again, if we're changing the format hopefully right we're changing the structure of what these teams look like in the future again it's not a perfect science we're not like 100 sure what that's going to look like but at least we could try at least it would be a good change i think it'd be a healthy change for football because at this current rate it's like pencil in bama for a championship almost every other year like dude it's got to be such a hard life to be a bama fan right now like you basically lose a game and you're like i've never experienced this in my life like their sec championship games they lose like they freak out like that's the worst case scenario is losing in the sec championship how crazy is that? Yeah, and, and and like this year, if Bama lost in the SEC championship game, they were still making the playoff. That's yep. the craziest and thing, it, and deservedly so. Even if they, yeah, you know, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been. They were, like I said yeah. before, beat an average team, beat teams by an average of twenty nine point one points per game. You deserve to be in, especially in the SEC. Exactly. So why would they? Why would any of those decision makers, those people that are making that that much money, why would they ever want to change it? They don't, right? Exactly. And and, I, and I'm sure there's good money going to the right places to make sure it doesn't change. So, like, there's just got to be enough pressure from everybody else. And I, I'm so confused why, like, schools that are maybe it's like a Power Five thing or something where like, you know, like Virginia or like these random schools that are like in these Power Five conferences, right? Like NC State, for example why they wouldn't want to push for an ex- expanded playoff. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't push for that, even in a P5. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this, like, P5 pride that, like, you can't speak I, out of line, you know what I mean? Like, out of turn, because, like, it's going to look bad. There's, like, is there less money or something being distributed between them? That doesn't make any that, sense. That's, I feel that, like... that's my guess. That's my guess is they're, like – That's the like, only reason them... why. If there was more money to be made and it was basically the same product – there's no excuse why you wouldn't do that other than t- people people at the cl- uh, the teams like Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma are like, hey, we don't want an expanded playoff. Cause, yeah, because look, look at this. Even if you're a P5, let's say you're a Missouri fan, you're a Razorbacks fan, Arkansas fan, you are a, um, even a Mississippi State fan at the current rate, even with Mike Leach. If you're a fan of any of those three teams, are you ever going to make – uh, SEC championship, and if you do, are you ever actually going to make it into the college football playoff at the current? Like you, you have no chance. You have no. zero chance at the current format. Zero chance. Like there's not even. It's not even close. So like, how are these teams not? You know, because obviously, if you expanded it, they have a better shot because the yeah. SEC is so highly favored. They're going to for sure put in. You know, six, eight teams in the field, depending on how big it is. If it's sixteen, so like, how do these schools not want this? There's got to be something where it's like, look, we don't want money going in the wrong hands. Just, you know, stick, you know, keep your head down. Don't say anything. Like, this is, is what it is. Like, SEC will get paid because we have Bama, we have Georgia, and we have Florida, sometimes LSU. Go in there. Like, those are our people, and they get us paid. Nobody else. Like, I just don't understand why those people aren't advocating for a bigger system, right? 
Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that make sense to you? Yes, 100%. If, especially teams like a BYU and, like you mentioned, the Arkansas, the Missouris, the even like even UCLA, Duke, Carolina, like Carolina, for example, no chance. Yep. Zero chance. I had an amazing season, top 10 season. I mean, again, they didn't look that great in the, in the bowl game, but they still would have had a chance in the normal foul. And, they, that, right? another, like, and that's another thing. It would bring in less opt-outs. It would be a way better product because then you get rid of these. The Orange Bowl, Carolina's four best players sat out of the game. They're two top running backs, their best receiver, and their star linebacker, Chad Surratt. I mean, these guys are not going to opt out. We saw in the Florida game, too, with Kyle Pitts and uh, Tony. Yeah, and then anybody that gets hurt in one of these games that quote unquote doesn't matter because it's not the playoff, mm-hmm. everyone's just like, well, "You're an idiot. Why did you even play in this game?" So then it just like creates this culture of like, none of the games matter. So you're saying to me, you'd rather have it less, you know, a, a di- more diluted playoff than regular season because that's what people are having right now. We have a more diluted playoff or you know postseason than we actually do a regular season. They're like, "Oh, we care about the regular season." Like, why? Like, at the end of the day, like, if winning a championship is all that matters, right, then why are we diluting the postseason when that's, like, the only chance you'd have to win it, right? So, like, these people freaking out about losing, like, the, you know, integrity of the regular season, it's like, okay, well, you've lost the integrity of the postseason, so what are we doing here, right? Why would we change it up? So, to me, it's just crazy because at this point, like you said, so many opt-outs, no one is taking these bowl games serious. No one is. And these are New York Six Bowls. It's not like this is, like, you know, shout out my Cougs, the Boca Raton, the roof Boca Raton, Florida Bowl. Yeah. Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, like, it's not even that. We're talking about New Year's Six Bowls, and they still yeah. don't care. That's Cotton great. Bowl, Orange Bowl, Peach Bowl. And then and, and as much as and as much as I am a SEC homer, I think SEC year in year out is the best conference. It's not even a question. Anyone that argues otherwise or the Big Ten is literally ridiculous. Like, I'm so sick of the narrative. Whenever they lose a big uh, New Year's Six Bowl game that they didn't want to be there. Like, that's acceptable. Like, if Georgia loses or Florida loses in one of these bowl games, oh, they just didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But had Cincinnati or any of these teams that, you know, weren't in the SEC had lost, it's like they should never be in here again. That's the narrative. It's so frustrating. It's like you can't have it both ways. So what is it, right? And and that's the problem. It's like these bowl games, they can use that narrative. It doesn't even matter. We didn't want to be here. So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's just frustrating, right? Like, there's no really fair postseason play right now other than obviously if you're in the the, the college football playoff then everybody's like yeah we're playing for real but like everybody else can just kind of pick and choose when they really want to play like Dan Mullen for example when he's like yeah our guys played you know their last game 11 days ago like that's crazy talk right mm-hmm. like that guy can just say that so I don't know right now where the postseason is it's crazy so it's terrible all right well last thing I want to mention before we go these these college football games have got to chill out with these commercial breaks. This was insane. <laughs> the game started at 8.20 Eastern time. And if it wasn't, oh, all right, let's burn the clock fourth quarter. This game would have gone about four hours and 30 minutes. This is outrageous. It's like the NCAA tournament. Luckily, the NCAA tournament has a million other games on that you can watch. But these, these it ruins the momentum of these games. Like, imagine being a guy, you're like, okay, yeah, we we got a nice first down. Then you have to sit there for four minutes waiting on a commercial break, waiting on Baker Mayfield progressive ads. 
Oh, progressive ads up up the wazoo, right? <laughs> I feel I feel like we're I'm surprised we haven't gotten to the NASCAR stage where like just all the uniforms are just, you know, a bunch of advertisements and like every yard if line basically every five yard game, line. I don't care about the uniforms. Like yeah, I think I mean, cool that'd be, uniforms that'd be are pretty dope, crazy. But cut this game shorter, man. Golly. So so let me ask you this. Would you rather have like um each first down line, like basically, you know, a different advertisement, each like five yard line, a different advertisement? You know what I'm saying? Like so, just something crazy like that to limit the commercials. Because where would. do you, you know what I'm saying? Where do you find that money? Because the reason why they're doing it is because they're yeah, paying, yeah, yeah. right? They're paying out so and much I, money. I, with I understand tonight, there. but like this is just a common theme. These games are just going. Oh, it's terrible. Thirdly long. Yeah. Even during the season, like I don't want to watch a four out, four and a half hour Auburn versus Mississippi State game. I'm sorry agreed and, and like one person goes down and you're like and the, you you know you feel bad for the kid but it's like oh my dude we got another commercial like 100 percent more commercials right people that literally took out ads just in case there were injury breaks which happens yeah. every game so people are literally prepared for these crazy injury breaks too it's insane it's out of control you're completely right all right um last thing i want to give a bold take if urban meyer does become the head coach of the jacksonville jaguars which it does seem likely Justin Fields will be a Jacksonville Jaguar at the number one pick. There's no way. There's if no, Urban Meyer is the coach. I don't see it. I might put a guarantee on that. Where are you getting this information from? I'm amazed at this. At this, hot, this is a hot. This Report is the hottest two four seven right here. Urban Meyer has begun assembling staff after Jaguars meeting. Daniel Jeremiah said, tweeted right after the game and that this game is over, wondering if Urban Meyer takes Jag's job, and if he does, how many Ohio State assistants will join him? If Ohio State if, – if Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's taking Justin Fields. Dude, the reason why they won't take Justin Fields, here's the hot take, is because they've seen him firsthand, and they're like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence for sure better, man. Like, or they've seen for sure him, know he's they, better. they know. They're like, hey, this Justin Fields guy is actually better. Who knows? It doesn't yeah. matter, but <laughs> that 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 is a high take, man. I'm impressed with that take. That's okay. that is a spicy take. That's like saying Notre Dame was gonna win the playoff type take. No, no. <laughs> All right, before you go, I know we're a year away from it, but uh who wins the college football playoff next year? <laughs> Bama's the favorite at plus three hundred odds at the moment. Jeez. Do we know? Is there a I didn't see much of that backup this year because I would just shut off Bama games in the halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, some preseason ranks I've seen have Georgia coming in number one. JT uh, way too early, correct? Yes, yeah, I think his draft is not where he wants mm. to be, so he's going to try and. But again, I wasn't. I mean, I'm not crazy impressed with JT Daniels. I mean, maybe nobody was the year before healthy. Burrow, though. That's true. Maybe with the full season again. Maybe with the full season off season, right? And being completely healthy. Because that was weird. Georgia's situation was weird, too, because they expected Jamie Newman from Wake Forest to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. Clemson's going to be interesting, too, with – I'm not – Ugalele or whatever. I can't even pronounce his name. Yep, I mean, that sounded pretty good to me. I definitely (laughs) know what you're talking about. So, he's definitely good, right? We've seen him. He's solid. He's not going to be Trevor Lawrence. Um, Yeah, how does I don't know, man? Georgia defense is is legit. They is do it, have a legit defense. I I think next year might be the most open college football season we've had in a while. Is that Maybe. crazy I mean, to say? I mean, Bama did it with Mac Jones this year, who 
in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, they had like, they had these guys, man, with Waddle. I didn't think I don't think many people predicted Devonte Smith would do this well, but Najee Harris was always there. Yeah, I mean, and it, we saw it Mac Jones team. play a little bit last year after Tua uh, got hurt. He played very it's true. well. When he came in, it was always like, okay, this kid's not bad. Like, this kid can do it. Like, this kid's yeah. solid. So, I'll agree with you there. It's just – you never. How, first of all, like, for me, it's an SEC team or bus. So, it's not even, like, mm-hmm. a question whether it's, you know, Ohio not State. Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma? I don't know, man. I'm impressed, dude. I like that team. I don't think they're national championship level because – well, maybe. I don't know. That offense could beat – like, that team, I think, would have beaten Georgia – in the playoff, in a playoff type system. Like, I really like that team, the way they looked against Florida. And again, I know it's not the same team, but man, they look good. They look really good. All right. So I don't know. Give me your pick. Just say someone so I, we can have it. All right. I'm just going to go someone other than Bama. So let's just do one other than Bama because that's. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like you said, they're the best odds. I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm going to go with the hometown Georgia Bulldogs and say that they're going to win. A, they're going to finally win a title. They have not won one since, like, BYU has a more recent national title than Georgia does. Yeah, who knows how real BYU's title was, but. <laughs> Log- in logistics speaking, <laughs> shout out to Coug, Yeah, they have a legitimately more recent national title yes. than Georgia does, which, again, I know that's whatever. Georgia's yeah, been yeah, to way more argument, but... memorable games, but <laughs> it's legit. Like, that's fact, so. Crazy. All right. But yeah, well, I'm going to go Georgia. Thanks for coming on, Grant. Uh, we will have you back on probably before the NFL draft, maybe do some live stream stuff or whatever during then. But thanks again. Uh, once again, it's another year of Alabama SEC school taking the national championship. But uh, once Roll again, tied, man. Time, man. All right, man. Hey, take care. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Later in the week, we will have on a very special guest. I mentioned it before. John Ellis from One Panther Place. We'll talk about everything Carolina Panthers and maybe more. It's going to be an awesome interview. Check that out. It should be coming out Thursday or Friday. I'll give an update on our Twitter page at Carter B A. That's right. K-A-R-T-E-R-B and the number eight for those who can't spell. And we'll keep coming out with them Tuesdays. We're going to try and up them to two times a week. Keep that consistently going. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Bye.